in recent weeks, we've seen stories in the news about many parents who aren't happy about some of the fees that childcare providers or daycares are charging, especially since the provincial subsidy for parents was increased. Now, we also heard about how some parents say they're upset because they've been charged for being on wait lists at different daycares. Well, after doing some of those stories, I heard from our next guest who wanted to provide a different perspective on this. And after hearing it, I thought, yep, this is definitely something we should be talking about. So Leanne joins us now. Leanne's a child care provider. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Now, tell me about your daycare. How many kids do you have there? So I actually am the director and owner of a few daycares. Um, I have 44 in one, 33 in another, and we just opened one with 16. Wow. Okay. So busy times to be in that line of work, isn't it? It is is a very busy time. Okay. Now you reached out to me because you said, you know what, what we're hearing in the news doesn't give us the full story. Why did you want to talk about this? Well, I heard a story that you did, I believe it was last week. And it was sort of, you know, parents are upset and I understand. So it's not that I don't understand that sort of side of it. But what had happened is things are sort of getting lumped together. So we were talking about deposits and waitlist fees and all of those things as, as sort of one fee. And they were sort of outraged that they were being charged these fees. So I wanted to break it down for you a little bit differently. And first of all, none of my centers charge a waitlist fee. And it's not because we shouldn't. The waitlist takes me hours and hours to maintain. I have three different managers helping me maintain that waitlist fee. A lot of them are doing it on their breaks, and we're all just doing everything we can to shuffle. Because a waitlist isn't just, oh, you know, you know, Smith and, you know, all the way down the row. It is age. So if somebody comes to us and they're age 2.5, they have to be replaced with a 2.5-year-old so that they graduate with the next one at the same time. Right. So a wait list is, that's why people are charging the wait list fee. Right. And also, I guess so, it, 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 parents put themselves on more than one wait list, right? They do. Absolutely. And I understand why. And that's why I'm choosing not to charge a wait list fee, because I know the panic that's out there, and I know people are going to be on multiple wait list fees. But what I have had to do as a business is protect myself as well. So we do charge a deposit, but we only charge the deposit once a spot is guaranteed and a start date is set. Once that has happened, that can be six months to a year in advance. So if we're going to hold a spot for you for a year, we also need that commitment that you're not putting deposits at a whole bunch of different centers, and then you'll choose, which has happened. We need that deposit. What I do is you get a deposit, and that comes off your first month's fees. If you choose never to start with me, it's a non-refundable deposit because I've held that spot for a year. And, and, and what parents tend to think is, oh, it's just me. You'll find somebody on your wait list. But what if it's not just you? What if it's seven people? Right. And then those seven spots sit empty, you know, while I go through my wait list, while people maybe give notice at other daycares they're at to move over to my daycare, they can sit up to empty for up to three months. Right. And, and for a daycare, when we're trying to maintain our staff and make sure that everybody's there, that's a huge hit. And now that's I, why deposits are charged. Right. And I also know that like, there's a couple of daycares out there that have been getting coverage for charging fees for things that parents didn't get charged for. Do you feel that sometimes all daycares are kind of getting lumped in with some of that negative coverage? I do. Like, I, I, I fully believe like in any sector, you know, there, there's going to be people who take advantage. And I, I fully believe there are some. 
But the, the government's been introducing that fee, that fee reduction initiative. So that's where they're paying a portion of the parents' fees. And when we did that as business owners, it was a hard you know, pill to swallow. We had to sign a contract that took away some of our power. You know, if I had to raise fees and things like that, um, I couldn't just do so. But it also holds people accountable. So one of the things about that fee initiative is we actually have to break down our fees. So we have to now say this is for rent and this is for, and we have to break down our fees and why it comes to a certain amount. So I think with some daycares, they may be taking advantage. I don't know those daycares. I know the majority of owners where we have this huge chat we all talk in. And it's the breakdown that parents are seeing, something that wasn't required before that fee initiative incentive that was given to everyone. Right. It feels like childcare now is such is so much bigger than it's ever been before, Leanne. People are talking about childcare. I mean, how many yeah. you've probably seen a lot of changes over the last couple of years, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. And to be honest, the changes are scaring me, not necessarily for myself, but just in January of twenty twenty three, I saw six daycares close in Delta. And it's just frustration. Why? People who are getting close to retirement and signing all these, you know, all this government paperwork that we sign is really time consuming on us. You know, 2020 fell and like everyone, it hit with frustrations. It hit with anger at the door. It hit with illness policies that we had to follow and parents who still had to get to work, even though we had these illness policies in place. So it's been a really hard and BC is the only province that didn't close daycares. So we were sort of open and we were the guinea pig to figure out how to make this work during a global pandemic. And people that were getting close to retiring or having children in their house and didn't, you know, and were bringing other children into care, they don't want to do it anymore. So they're just done. Do you see, like, how hard is it for you to recruit people right now to work at the daycares? So I understand that that recruitment is a really difficult thing. Um, I have to say that I probably have around a 98% retention rate. Staff that have been with me for 10, 11 years. Um, usually my st- the only reason I was hiring recently is because we expanded, but it is hard to retain, and I'm not 100% sure why. I know that ECEs you know, are, are trying to get a, a larger salary, which they absolutely deserve, um, but I think it's a, a frustrating sector to step into right now. Yeah. What is your waitlist like then? How how great is the demand out there? My waitlist is is over seven hundred. Wow. Yeah. And, and I'm in a small community. I'm in Ladner. I'm in a small community, and it's it's extensive. The only reason we opened up this small little center is we found a space. So we were like, okay, let's open it. We can fit sixteen in here, and we did it. But the problem is there's no spaces to open. You know, in, in certain areas, the Delta, for instance, is very restrictive of where you can open a daycare. You can't just fit one in anywhere. Commercial spaces, you can. But we know the astronomical, you know, rent of a commercial space. So that's really hard for a daycare to go into a commercial space, get in there, and keep fees low for parents. It's really hard. So, Leanne, what is it that you want people to know? With all these stories these days with daycares and child cares in the news, what do you want people to know? Well, there's a a couple of things that I wanted people to know, and and, and I've talked to different people about it. One, everybody sort of chuckles at me about it, is the fees. So people will say, oh, your fees are, my fees are pretty normal, I think, $1,025. And they're like, oh, that's like, you know, a car payment. But if you break that down to the amount that we utilize daycare, which is typically 190 hours a month, if not more, 
it's costing parents right now $2.52 an hour. So I think when you're approaching your daycare providers and you're talking about the, how outrageous fees are and things like that, you have to think about how much you're utilizing that. And I've always sort of said in, in talking to everybody, if you were to go to your favorite coffee shop right now and you were to order something on the hour for 9.5 hours for 20 days in a month and look at your bill at the end, it's going to exceed your daycare costs. And I think the respect that we're really doing our best and that we're actually part of the solution, we're staying open, we're getting through this, is really important. And that's why you're going to start losing daycares and losing staff. It's because of that. Well, Leanne, I really appreciate you coming on to talk to us this morning. That was great. Thanks. Keep in touch. Yes, thank you so much. That is Leanne. Leanne is a child care provider in South Delta talking about the challenges that daycares face. And she feels that, yeah, okay, some there are some fees being charged, but she said these are the reasons why they are being charged.